This week on the ADG Podcast, we have sports. We have a brand new trailer review. Also, we have a brand new interview with a famous actress of the horror genre. And trust me, you're not going to believe this interview. It's simply one of the best ones we've ever done. All that and more on the ADG Podcast. The only thing that's different is Martin Moore's face is fatter. Hold up, Mike. I gotta catch my breath, Mike. I do like chicken sandwiches. Well, who else would you have on the cover of Playboy these days, right? See if, see, see if you can polish this term. I'm, I'm trying to be positive here, uh, Jake. Oh, J- Jake is also available for anniversaries and birthday parties. Take- oh, I thought you were gonna, gonna tell me treat him like cats and spray him with a water bottle. <laughs> no, no. Not enough money behind this podcast to get him on here. Because <laughs> it's not the kids' fault they're shitheads. It's not. <laughs> It's the parents. Well, the parents are shitheads, too. Dude, why are you talking shit? Have you won anything? No. Because... Shut the fuck up. Wait, nobody ever said there was a plot to ramble. <laughs> Delete your account, go back to bed, cry for a couple of days, and reflect <laughs> on what you're actually going to do with your life. All right. Welcome to the A to G podcast. Darren and Jacob are here. We are ready for the show today. Darren, how is your night going? It's going well. It's uh, it's we finally made it to March. Oof, I'm exhausted. Oh, geez, <laughs> that that whole leap day really threw me off. I know that extra day is just like extra day of maybe just sleep would have been better. Yeah. Well, ah. well, Jake uh, still have has a little touch of his cold still, uh, but he sounds a lot better than he he did for the past couple weeks. Thank you. Doing what yeah. I can. Yeah. So that's. That's all settled. So, Jake, let's get into sports, shall we? Let's do it. All right. So, Jake, I know we've talked about this team so many times, but I have to talk about the Lions because they just completed, the NFL just completed its its NFL draft combine in in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. Uh, A couple of uh, big names did not participate in the combine. Uh, Speaking of, of Joe Joe Burrow and uh, Chase Young and Tua, to to name the top three. Yeah, the top three did, didn't even participate, and you know exactly. Like, well, we got we exactly. got to wait till pro day for Chase Young to actually Chase show Young. us something. Yeah, yeah. But, but 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 there's rumors circulating going around now that Chase Young may not be. I'm sorry, he may be there at number three when the Lions are selecting because there's a lot of uh, heat surrounding. Washington and Tua, where Washington is not really sold on Dwayne Haskins as their quarterback. And if they can potentially get a franchise making quarterback like Tua in Washington, uh, I could see them going that way because, you know, you have a new coach, you know, you want to have your own quarterback, you want to draft your own uh, future starting quarterback. So it's going to be interesting to see. Like, would you, if Chase Young is there at, at three, Jake, do you take him? Yeah, and we'll get into this more right after, uh, right just before the draft when we do our own draft predictions. Yes. But like, like I said from the beginning, mm-hmm. your top three players are Burrow, Tua, and Chase Young. Right. And if you don't take one of those three in the top three, you're a dummy. <laughs> and then again, this is the Detroit Lions we're talking about, and right. they will they will probably go with a corner. And I quit this team. So if there are suggestions for the team Jacob should root for when my Detroit Lions. Fuck up the draft. Email us at adgpodcast.gmail.com <laughs> and send me your recommendations for an NFL team I should be following instead there of the Lions. Because it's coming down to me watching the XFL and looking at, you know Ooh. what? This isn't that bad. You know what? I must I must say I really enjoy their uh, their, their, their their extra, uh, uh, their point after the touchdown. Yes. It's uh, exciting. It is. because because. You know, you, so no team is really that out of it. So they always have a chance to at least make it interesting towards the end. Exactly. I like it. There you go. So All right. at, at NHL, uh, I'm sorry, uh, NFL, we still have a couple weeks away before we can really sink our teeth into it in the, in the draft. Uh, let's move on to college basketball. Because I know, oh, yeah. Jake, it's March. It's finally March. And that, it's madness. You, know that, you know what that means? It's March madness, madness time. Yes, love it. It's coming up in a few weeks, uh, but before that, it, everyone is jog, uh, uh, jostling for pos- for position uh, for their uh, conference tournaments that that will be starting next week. 
Uh, I believe uh, March 10th is uh, the first round games that go on. Big 10, obviously Michigan, sorry, Michigan State will have one of the top uh, top seeds in their conference tournament, uh, as, as long as as well as uh, uh, Maryland and uh, I believe Ohio State's up there when it comes to the, the, the top teams in the conference. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see like does Michigan State have uh, have have they turned the tide? Are they are they in March Madness form? We'll see how they do it. They're, they're currently playing Penn State right now. They're down forty-one to twenty-eight in in the Ouch. in the first half. So it's still early, but you never know. We'll see how that we'll see how yeah. that goes for them. I think the latest projections had Michigan State like a fifth seed and, and Michigan like an eighth seed, something really? like that. Wow. So that's we're still a long way to go. We've got tournaments to go through. Yep. So it's gonna be so, it's yeah. It should be it should be interesting to see how. It all pans out. Yeah, should be fun. Yeah. Uh, what else did I wanted to say? Uh, obviously, uh, March is also uh, spring training is in full in full effect for baseball. Uh, towards the end of the month, we're gonna do our best to get a, a Detroit Tigers insider on for you guys to get his thoughts and his predictions for the upcoming Detroit Tiger season. It, my opinion, it's gonna be ugly. Really <laughs> prediction ugly. for the season yeah. number one draft pick yeah, again for, for, for the second straight year yeah that's right actually if, if they tank again this season this will be three straight years in a row that they finished worst the worst Good. record overall and then by by the time by that time and miggy will have what almost what one year left or nine or something like that you'll uh, have a giant giant gap in payroll yeah, you'll, you'll be ready to rock. That's it. We'll in, be ready in two to, years. <laughs> that's it. We'll, 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 we'll be ready to overpay for another thirty-seven-year-old uh, pitcher. All right. Hell yeah. There you go. Uh, so Jake, I saw something interesting last night while watching uh, the New York Knicks game. Yes, oh. I, I I watched the New York Knicks. Score? You watched? Some, was, was did they actually you know score baskets? They won. They won. Oh, they won. Okay. They beat the Houston Rockets. It was, oh, it was exciting. But the big story a after the game. Yes, but the big story after the game was uh, New York Knicks super fan and, and famous director Spike Lee was banned from uh, 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 the arena. Oh, no. And, yes. So he said, is, so he said that he is done with the Knicks for this year. He's not going to any more games. And there's a and there's a lot of uh, speculation that it was the Knicks owner James Dolan that had him uh, removed uh, from from the arena. Which well, I'm news, like, news flash to Spike Lee: the yeah. league has been done with the Knicks for the last decade. <laughs> yes. So he, anyway. he, he said, uh, "Yeah." So from what. I, from what I'm reading, the the New York Knicks has another uh, public relations disaster on their hands. Longtime Knicks fan Spike Lee said during ESPN's first take on Tuesday that he won't attend any more games this season after an altercation with Madison Square Garden personal uh, personnel regarding the entrance he used before the Monday's contest against the Rocket. Yeah, uh, Spike Lee said, "Security guy, this comes from the top." He says, "Mr. Lee, you have to leave the Ma- you have to leave Madison Square Garden." Uh, Lee said, "They wanted me to leave the garden." Out, out the thirty out the thirty third Street employee entrance I came from. Walk outside and come back on the thirty first Street. So said, "I'm not leaving." He added, "Then I put my hands behind my back and I said, arrest me like a brother.' Uh, arrest me like my brother's uh, like my brother Charles Oakley.'" Oh my God! Do you remember that? Well, Can it be more race. dramatic? Oh, but like, Can it be more fucking dramatic? But, but, but like, how messed up is that storied franchise? You know, it's well, okay. No, but why did he walk in through the employee entrance? I know because well, he well he Come he, on. he he wanted to make it just as big of a scene yeah. as as a person as a security per, uh, personnel. You know, so it's it's it just uh, it's just another way where you know the New York Knicks is are in the headlines for. All the wrong reasons. Well, they're not going anywhere, so might as well. No, no, but like compared to the Pistons, at least they're somewhat entertaining to watch. Oh shit! I'll take the Pistons <laughs> over the Knicks all day. All I day. Know. 
it, it, it's it's not as it's not as bad as when they used to have um uh which McCall like the like the, well the Patrick Ewing of the days and the mm-hmm. Stefan Marbury and all those still didn't win anything. No, I know they didn't <laughs> win anything. They could they couldn't even beat the Indiana Pacers. There that? you go. That's it. Oh, uh, that's it. I, I just saw that I saw that story. I thought that was oh, that's good. That's I thought good. it was pretty good. Uh, and that's it for sports, Jake. Perfect. Oh well. Oh, well, there's we we're gonna do this uh, trailer review last week. Yeah. But but the trailer came out after the show. So what but, the hell? Like, like ten minutes after we stopped. The I show. know. So what are we gonna do it this week? And for those who um, are into horror movies and all the other cool stuff, the tra- brand new trailer for. Candyman remake, yes, came out last week, and um, I had some questions about remaking this movie because I like the originals. Yeah, the originals were 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 really good, were very gritty, mm. and I was a big fan of them. Now the trailer looks okay, not great. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a great great review here. It's it's, it's good review. It yes. looked good, but not great. Um. I don't know. It, like it, it looks well made. Like the story looks great. I see where they're coming from. They're starting it again, but it, I don't know. I don't know why the trailer kind of looks cheap. The story looks cool, <laughs> but the trailer itself looks kind of kind of cheap. Like a like a made for TV well, movie type of thing. You know, it, I don't know. It, it, I, I think it's kind of like a lot of things, especially with horror movies trailers. You don't want to give out too much to the audience, you know, because you still right. want them to come to the theater, right? So obviously they want to save the good stuff for when you actually watch the movie. You know, a, a lot of trailers will show you the best stuff, like right in the, like right in the, the one and a half to two minutes there. But like the whole movie, like Fast and the Furious, eleven teen thousand, you know, movie. <laughs> Everything explodes. Jake's favorite. Garbage. I know, but movie. yeah, no, you might be right. This that's what they might be doing. But yeah. it was a slow paced trailer. But I think it got the message across. I think it looked really good. No, it did. No, it did. Obviously, it's for for me who who it's been years since I've seen the original Candyman. Obviously, they're gonna have some like a nod to the original in there. It would make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah but but it's gonna be interesting to see you know you know today's horror you know genre like does it live up to the hype of some of these original horror classics well we'll see because um i'm gonna go see this thing okay. I'm, I'm giving it four out of five on the first Ooh, trailer. wow yeah uh, I, I i'm not i'm not that sold on the trailer so i'm gonna give it a solid three out of five okay very nice very nice. So yeah, we'll 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 see how that goes. I'm definitely gonna go see it when it uh, comes out. But uh, yeah, Candyman. That's the trailer we reviewed today. Okay. So horror movies yes. brings us into our interview for this week. All right. So joining us live from the West Coast is actress, writer, and you have seen her in movies as such, Bus Party. Uh, to Hell, Wrong Turn 6, The Bill Murray Experience, Blood Feast, and newest movie that we're going to talk about, Clown Fear. Joining us right now, Sadie Katz. How are you today? I'm so good. What's up? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you jumping on the A to G podcast with us today to talk about uh, all this cool stuff happening. And... Um, how is LA right now? Because we're we're in Canada. It's kind of chilly. Okay. Well, I'm I'm literally in Silver Lake, which is like a hipster version of LA. Everyone's going crazy because of the election. I'm with my girlfriend, who's also an actress, Sheila Platt. What's up? Awesome. Hi, Sheila. Beautiful. He said hi. And it's <laughs> I I have to say the weather is. Yeah, I don't want to brag. I don't want to get you guys upset. It's really nice, but there's homeless people everywhere. Like, okay. Oh, well, that's 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 a, that's that's a nice picture. Thank you. That's there you good. go. We nice both. weather and a bunch of homeless people. That's yeah. you guys are picking up great crowds over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, question for you. I just mentioned right. a whole bunch of movies that you're in, and we'll talk about your newest one in a second. But sure. uh, our fans like to know the details. 
from the beginning. So how did you get, how did you break into the business? Oh, geez. Um, yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> um, so I started off actually uh, in high school. I always did theater and I did, you know, I always wanted to be an actress. That was like my main goal. Um, I don't, I don't think I ever thought about being like famous or, you know, we also didn't have the internet. I'm, I'm dating myself, but, um, I basically started off the old fashioned way with black and white headshots and, um, the backstage West, I just said the backstage West, like, like old people say the Facebook, um, <laughs> it's backstage West. And I just started submitting for student films and for indie films. And I really did it like the actual way that you do when you absolutely know no one in the business. But I, I would not give up. And I was willing to show my titties, which goes a little bit of the way. My girlfriend, she was laughing because she did a movie with Pam Anderson. And what was it called? Costa Rican Summer. Costa Rican Summer. And yeah, she played a Swedish girl who showed her titties. Uh, you know? Like, thought, that, I, I, that used I, to be a hard thing to get, yeah. you know? There um, is writing that name down in that I, movie. I, I, I find said, it. Yeah, I might have to check that one out. I, uh, Costa Rican Summer? One. Oh, it's great. Yeah. You'll have to see it. Our next movie uh, review right there. That's, <laughs> I, think, I think that's for sure. Uh, Pam so, Anderson, I think, appears as like a goddess. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that makes hilarious. Sense. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. so so from the acting how did you like was it an easier transition to get into writing and directing or has writing always been a passion of yours oh god you know I, 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 this is going to make me sound like such a dick and really pretentious yeah when I was a little girl my mom had like a big green typewriter that was like missing the E button, you know, the E. And yep. I would like clack away and write scripts and puppet shows and stuff. So I was writing, <laughs> I was writing when I was like a little girl. Right. And um, the first thing I wrote, it was like a full play. I ended up casting everyone and like my best friends in grade school. And then I convinced my principal to, um, because we were into D.A.R.E., Drug abuse, mm -hmm. drug abuse resistance yeah, education. Yeah, yeah, that worked yeah. really well for all of us. Um, <laughs> and I convinced them to let me put on this play that I rehearsed. And like, I was kind of in a ghetto school. So like anything you did beyond picking your nose was considered really cool. So they shut down the school and um, did a, you know, did a, um, what did they call them? Like a conference or a, what did they call them then? I don't know. But they, they let me put the play on in front of my school, and that was kind right. of my my first writing kudo. Right. Nice. So, so be, because that, so you obviously have a big following and a big, very, very big into the horror genre. Right. And have you always been a, a, a horror fan since the beginning um, days? I mean, I'm a child of the 80s, so yeah. like, we all love, I mean, you know, like, after 11, you would watch, like, Twilight Zone. Yeah. If, if you were old school, but you would watch Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Dark Side. And if you were really, really edgy monsters, do you remember those, like, do you remember that show? I don't even know how old you guys are. <laughs> well, I, I'm making myself some really No, no. Well, I'm pretty old. Yeah, but in Canada, we had different shows. We had, like, Are You Afraid oh. of the Dark? which was like you know, the Canadian version of like, you know, telling uh, horror campfire stories. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like, I mean, think of it as like Black Mirror. Yep. Yeah, sure. think of it as like, I mean, there's something kind of um, was fun about that, but in the 80s was sort of like 50% of the things you watched as a kid was horror movies. We didn't right. have like massive and I won't even tell you I liked them. I was freaking terrified. <laughs> but I had a neighbor and her mom, Lisette and Lindsay, who would make me watch these scary movies. But yeah. I mean, I, I like the funny thing is, is Video Depot came about when I was a kid, like at four, the VCR came out. Yeah. So then they would open up the, the video stores and you would go to your local video store and like horror films were you that was the way you could watch them when it was like under 18 right. so it was kind of like you had to watch them mm -hmm. and then 
I mean, I had a lot of nightmares. I think a lot of nightmares where I don't think kids have that now because they're exposed to so much more. Like, I was freaking terrified of Freddy Krueger. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if movies, like, you know, Stephen uh, King was kind of a big deal. Right. Then, I mean, so, yeah, I was into horror. I was definitely into it, but I was still terrified about it. And I still am. Like, I'm a chicken. There's <laughs> movies I won't watch by myself. You're out of your mind. Conjuring. Conjuring. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that, that, that's a good one. Uh, so, so tell me about the award that was named after you, the Sadie Katz Hustler Award. The the Hustler uh, Award. Hustle. The, of, <laughs> wait, what, the, the full title is the Spirit of Sadie Katz Hustle Award. And yes. How rad is that, dude? I that's should be like a, eighty before odd. I get that honor. <laughs> but I'm like, gonna be but honest. Like, but like, how, like, how did that, how did that come about? Um, so when I am my documentary, the Bill Murray experience at Amdocs, I was like a crazy psychopath and went up to Palm Springs every weekend. And I really, really pushed my doc. Um, it's only out of desperation of wanting to win and do well. And, um, so, I mean, I went as far as like, you know, handing people balloons with the postcard on it. I wanted my screening to sell out, which here's the thing. What I did wasn't extraordinary. It's what filmmakers should do. But what happens with directors, and I mean this in the best way because I love them, is they, um, they're they so burnt out from doing their movie that they actually like don't want to actually promote it. So the difference for me was I got into this film festival and I like went out of my way to really promote it. And... Right. Um, I really feel like I didn't, it wasn't that I, I did something so extraordinary, but it was extraordinary for the film festival circuit, especially for docs. So Teddy, who is uh, the head of Amdocs, I think was like, why aren't all our filmmakers doing this? And I almost pretty much sold out like a 400 seat theater wow. and then did a second screening in Palm Springs mm. and I had people coming from all over I got Joel Murray to come I got PJ Souls to come we all thought Bill Murray was going to come but Joel Murray loves you. I, I love I know <laughs> my girlfriend's like Joel Murray loves me yeah. it's it's true I mean I'll tell you I felt like it was my funeral because the people showed up like it really touched my heart but I think they were like this bitch will not stop talking about her movie. <laughs> How do we get it? I swear to God, it was like an intervention. They're like, stop yeah. talking about Bill Murray. <laughs> it was really bad. Like, it, 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 was, it was more like you will it into uh, reality. If you're like, well, that's there, what I thought. I thought if I like willed it. And, yeah. I mean, there I could go on about it and on because there was a lot of like almost heartache because I believed in like the secret and I thought for sure like look at this. All my favorite people are in the room. It was like, I thought he was going to show up and like propose to me, even though I had a moment <laughs> at the time. I was just so like, I was so kind of enamored with my friends for supporting me and my family right. and like mm-hmm. random people that I worked with. So what ended up happening that year, and this is the true story. They went to give the awards out. And for some reason, God bless Teddy. He's the nicest <laughs> film festival. Um, organizer ever for American Documentary Film Fest, which is honestly the coolest dog fest. Um, he decided not to give out awards that year. <laughs> Last minute, everyone was there to get the award, and he, I think, felt really conflicted because there was a lot of filmmakers that were really involved and some that weren't. And there was a lot of great films, like, you know... Um, uh, Robert Redford's son had a film that year that opened and a lot of people. So I think what kind of happened was he didn't do it. And I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I was like, why did you not do that? And then the next year he decided to do awards. And then he called me up. He said, I, I made a big mistake by not doing awards. I just like very uncomfortable the, and the board is was upset at me, but he said, I actually want to do an award that's like the South by Southwest, the spirit of South by Southwest, which is all about getting people, um, the people who support their film and, and publicize it and really back it up at the festival who show the spirit of South by Southwest. 
And he was like, you showed the spirit of what Amdocs could be. I mean, I threw a huge after party that included all the filmmakers. I showed up for over 55 hours of films. Um, you know, I had balloons that were each two feet across that spelled out the Bill Murray experience. <laughs> so, like, if you want to know the most obnoxious filmmaker at that year, yeah. it was me. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, but I also supported other filmmakers. So I think that award is, is about supporting other films and your own film. Because it's not enough to get in a film festival. You have to, like, beg people to show up. It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot you of know? work. It, it's a lot. Yeah. Is that a long answer? It is. I'm sorry. No, that's no, perfect. That was, oh, that was great. Yeah, yeah. Now, piggybacking off of that, because we, we, we love what you're giving us here. Now, what's more rewarding, being in front of the camera or screenwriting? Uh, you know what's great about screenwriting? You can, you can eat carbs. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wrote um, this pilot called Down the K-Hole, and like... I think I put on, I'm not going to lie, like six pounds because I was like ordering from Grubhub and I was like, this is the fucking life right now. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not debating about Botox or anything. I, 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 I really love, um, I, I love, here's the problem. Writing sucks. Yeah. Acting's fun. So you like show up and you act and everyone tells you you're great. And then you're like, I'm cold. And someone brings you hot tea and people laugh at all your jokes. Writing is really solitary and really lonely. Yeah. So, is, I mean, it, yeah, it, I, I mean, acting's a lot more fun on a certain scale. Writing's rewarding in the long term because no one can take that away from you. Once it's there, no one can. Now they can fuck up your vision. Mm-hmm. But right. you can still have that script and be like, "Fuck you guys." Right. There you go. So, but, yeah. but but you being an actor uh, before you you became a, a screenwriter, does that give you a little bit of of an advantage because you know what what it's like to be in front of the camera? So you kind of want to have to write it uh, how exactly you see yourself portraying that. Oh my god! What a great question. Actually, a hundred percent because. Um, there's a crying baby here. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> it's a cute crying it's, baby. It's one of our fans. Like, yeah. It's yeah. my dreams. It's yeah. my dreams Probably. crying in the corner. Yeah. Probably listening uh, to our other shows. That's the reaction yeah. we usually okay. get. Yeah. He's taking them out. Um, so um, I, I think what's fun for me is as an actor, I know the lines that are, are really cool lines to say. Mm-hmm. And I also have friends who are actresses. So I always keep them in the back of my head where like I like to write specific people so even if I don't use them my first go around in writing like you know I'll know when I need to write for someone I'll plug that person in and that's kind of cool because I know the way they act like I literally know the way they react to lines like Augie Duke and Clown Fear I knew how she would say the lines and I also knew that she would take risk on certain lines and make them better um but I kind of know, you know, I can also, too, like, I don't just act, I also produce. So I can look at someone's takes and say, why don't we divide up the line? Because she does this really great reaction shot. And that's an actor thing. Like, actors can tell actors that aren't committed. You know, mm-hmm. I wish I could have, mm-hmm. you know, I, I look, I wish I could edit or be a part of editing everything I do. Right. Not for me. Not for me. I don't want to edit myself. But to look at other actors, because you can kind of know when someone's in their groove and when they're not. And that's that's an actor thing. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You, 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 yeah, you don't want to mess up their flow, and especially if they're they're kind of like envisioning, envisioning what you had in mind for that character. Sure, and you want them to bring like themselves, but also like sure. sometimes I'll get scripts that say like, I cannot do that, sir. And you're yeah. like, who says cannot? You say can't. And it always, like, I look at the script and I go, Did no one read this out loud? Um, and then you can tell when you get a really good script, it's someone who has some familiarity with acting. You know, right. they're, they're you, you know it right away. You feel it. Right. Um, right. You know, I mean, you could tell a good script in like five pages. You're like, okay, it's great. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So, so if you could, if you could team up and either act or 
co-write a screen a horror screenplay with with anyone right now, who would it be and why? A horror screenplay with anyone right now. Yeah. Um, okay, I would pick the person who make me the most money. <laughs> why That's I the best know. answer you get. She said, "This is why I don't work for you." Yeah. No, I mean, look, Jordan Peele is having kind of a hot thing happen right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, it's great, but I'm blonde hair and blue eye, blue eyed, so <laughs> I'm probably not going to play the good guy in that. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not. No. No, <laughs> I actually think I would want to do someone really old school. That to right. me would be pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, who would I want to write? That's such a good question. Um, I think I could have done a better Happy Death Day Part Two than where it came out. Okay. Yeah. I did not watch that one. In it. No, the first one was good. Were you me in Part Two? Okay, my girlfriend has a famous cat. Oh, really? <laughs> Her cat's from us? hell. Oh. <laughs> So I, I, either that or, you know, I'm really into, um, I'm about to do, I, I've been working with Thomas Churchill, the director. We have a, a film, that, look at my shameless plug. Um, there's a film coming out that's like a psychological thriller that I'm really stoked about. Um, I'm kind of open. I, I would like, you know, I like the Saw stuff. I, you know what I really love? I like the rich guy who's like, what would you do for $5 million? Right. And then there's like yeah. 20 people around the dinner table and like the girl who's goth ends up being good and the girl who's not. I actually like those films. So I'm about to work with, um, I don't know how to say his last name, Aki, Aki from um, Human Centipede. Okay. He's the Asian guy who's, I think, the front of Human Centipede. Oh, okay. um, I think it, I like horror comedies. I like a little okay. bit of cheekiness. So right. I don't. Can you guys pick the pick the person out for me? Um, I don't know. I, I yeah. How about I just want to work with myself and nail it. There you, there go. you go. There you go. Is that, is that the it's doing a great job. <laughs> well, I mean, I want to do something like you know that's yeah. cheeky and funny and kind of. You know, so is something kind yeah. of online of like Zombieland? Well, more, I, I don't know, like, I want to do more avant garde, but also more like the Tarantino of chicks. Yeah. Like, nice. I really, I want to do something where you're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Why, why is that okay? And I want, <laughs> like, my goal, and I don't know, look, I'm going to be honest, I don't know if like, I, I'm Circus Road was what it was originally called. Now it's called Clown Fear. Um, I, I, I like that was supposed to be something else. <laughs> I, I, I love parts of the film, but I'm not crazy about parts of the film. But I love the acting, and there's there's like you know these low budget things. There's like fifty percent that you go, I fucking love that. Another fifty percent that you're like, I wish it was different. I want another stab at it where I'm directing and, and the full writer. Mm-hmm. Is, that, you, is that honest enough? Yeah, that, that, no, that was honest. perfect. I, I, and since we're on the topic of your of your new movie, can you tell us about uh, that? Oh, oh, what I love you. About? You're from Canada. I'll, I'll tell you about about wow. <laughs> Buddha. Uh, I got that, you. Yeah. They do. We yeah. get really excited. It's like, do you guys have a poutine? Yes, we right. have Putin. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Am I saying yeah. Putin, right? Yes. Putin. Putin. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I did this this film that I wrote with a friend of mine, Men Collins. And we wrote it, like, you know, in 30 days. They needed something. Lionsgate said they would pick up a clown movie. And I had girlfriends that were specifically picked for the film um, because they were already kind of names in horror or... They had connections or something. Augie Duke is is absolutely a really odd, fabulous actress. She's very beautiful, but she makes really weird choices, which is what I loved. Um, Tiffany Brookfast had already done a clown movie that I, I can't remember, but she kind of plays that bridesmaid that everyone loves to hate and hates to love. Nice. Tiffany is kind of fabulous like that. She She irks everyone in just the right ways. Um, and that's, that's a compliment. She is who she is. And then, um, you know, we had some other, this is great. So So we had some other actresses in the film that were great. 
And I really wanted to do like bridesmaids meets, um, you know, killer clowns from outer space. And I feel like it's like there's parts of the movie that you can see and go like, that's what that's what was happening here. There's yeah. other parts that I'm like, God damn it. You know, it's <laughs> the movie comes in at two hours, but there's boobs. There's some killings. Yeah. There's my girlfriend, Sheila's boobs are in them and they're fabulous. <laughs> um, I have a, I have a, Randy Wayne is in it. And he's amazing. Good. The movie is a classic B movie. There's some good stuff about it. There's some stuff where like, please send me your hate mail. Cause I want to hear it. Um, I, I, I like the film because I really think that the acting's pretty oh. genuine from the ladies <laughs> and, and from a few men. And, um, it's worth the five dollar rental. Oh, we're gonna so pay to more than it. that. Hey. We're, gonna, we're gonna watch it. Watch we're gonna it. review it on our show. Yeah, yeah watch it. Review. Sure. I just I heard the best review. I mean, it's it's a little bit racist because all the black people you can't see them because we didn't like ah. them properly. That's inappropriate for <laughs> me to say. <laughs> but it wasn't on purpose. I had nothing to do with it. Right. And um, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna be totally like honest. Getting a movie finished is fucking impossible. Selling it to Lionsgate? Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Getting it on the shelf at Walmart? Hey, my girlfriend. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's really difficult. So, I mean, people watch these films and they give it reviews. And I love it because I'm like, thank you, bitch. You watched the film. <laughs> and the more they're precise with their reviews, the more I'm like, well, let me tell you what really happened that day. Yeah. It was 20 degrees. We couldn't breathe. Um, you know, the funding fell through. I have these great stories, but it, that's what B-movies are, right? If not, they would be something else. Exactly. So, you, you're, so, so, like, right now, you're saying, like, the hot item in, when it comes to the horror genre is clowns, right? Killer clowns, I, yeah. that kind of stuff. Do you think that clowns have run there? I, I kind of feel like clowns... I think, I, oh, I you think, don't so. think so. I, I, no, so, no, so Sheila's saying they'll never go. I say it's, it's been done fear. already, it's especially... With, yeah. It's a true fear, but wait a second here. Remember when everyone said zombies are over and zombies yeah. keep hitting it hard? Yeah. But zombies don't scare me. But I'm going to tell you the truth. I love clowns. Mm-hmm. I love them. And you know what? The set pieces for clowns, so the one thing our movie nails is our set pieces, some of them are fun as fuck. So, mm-hmm. they're like, first of all, we had our prop girl go up and down the coast she went to all these vintage stores and got clowns to decorate the place. Right. We had a set designer, which there's like, you know, a couple sets. Like, I didn't like our church. I didn't like that. But our, like, big clown rally at the end is fucking epic. It's mm-hmm. great. So, I mean, I think that's the thing. Even if you don't like clown movies, there's something to see. And there's, like, a quirkiness, if that makes sense. Yeah. Does yeah, that? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It it sounds like a perfect B movie, and well, that's we're gonna what I'm have saying, to watch a B it. B movie. So mm-hmm. like I'm I'm all about like every now and then someone will say, "Oh, you're a B movie actress." I'm like, one doesn't mean I'll always be that, and two, yeah, and it's great. I mean, yeah. like the reason why people didn't like it too is because it too wasn't a B movie. It's mm-hmm. stupid. You watched it and you were like. It's not scary. I like it's. It's kind of cool. I care about the kids, it, it, but like B movies are meant to be fun. They're meant to smoke a lot of weed, have some drinks, and you're meant to love hate them. Like I have all I do is I show up to my movie and I, I act like I'm in the biggest Oscar winning movie ever. That's my job. Yeah. Because you don't want to watch bad actresses, and then we have fun in that world. So like yeah, that's how it should be though, shouldn't it? It's it's your creation. You should you should love what you do, and it seems like this this is a movie we need to see. And you should see it and give it and tell me. I mean, I just I just watched a review this morning, and they were like, the actresses are great in this. The editing blows a little bit. Have they (laughs) like trimmed off thirty minutes? This might be you know a bigger B film, and I'm like, it's a B film, dude. 
Like, mm-hmm. and, and it's a great, like, that's what you rented. Like, Clownado is really fun. Um, you know, there's a couple of clown movies that are actually fun. This is a movie, like, you see to have fun with and go, like, no! Like, <laughs> not all the deaths are meant to be real. Some of them are really gory. You get to see some titties. I mean, what? I gave you my well, titties. You're, what do you're, you want? You're, you're, you're selling it really well for us. So, Clown Fear, we're going to have everybody look for it, <laughs> find it, buy it, watch it, and we're going to talk about it. So, let's... <laughs> One other thing before we uh, before we let you go, because you guys are having way too more okay. fun than we are over there. I can hear the drinks. I'm sorry. I hear it. It's awesome. Ah. How dare you, sir? I'm a professional, yeah. and this is in the afternoon. That, for you. It's, okay. it, so, it, it's after 5 o'clock. Anyway. Oh, it's after 5 Somewhere. o'clock. Okay. Uh, so what other projects are on the horizon for you uh, this okay. year? You have to watch, um, you must watch Megan, um, which is by Silvio Nakuki, which is a thriller. And that's a very straight psychological thriller. I shot it in Italy. I'm really proud of it. It's um, basically, I think Misery Meets Hard Candy. It's a sexual revenge thriller. You'll love it. Um, and then there's a really special film that I absolutely have seen and I adore it and I think it's fucking scary and like fabulous um and it will be a Lionsgate release it's by thomas churchill's the director who's amazing um and it's called amityville harvest and it mixes basically vampires with a bunch of other monsters and this is a movie that you watch to pee your pants by and i play um christine who's a, a reporter and i'm finding out about world war ii and it's it's really a special film. I'm really excited about that. And then I have some other stuff coming out, but I can't tell you yet. So you have me back on the show. Oh, there we go. You know, that's the go. best selling point you, we can get. That's perfect. <laughs> so where can everybody, besides us sharing it on all of our social media, where can everybody find you and everything you're working on and all your information, oh, all your oh, socials? Oh, jeez. Okay. So find yeah. me at um, Facebook. I can't add you, but you can follow me under Sadie Catch. You'll find me there. Um, cause I have my 5,000 friends and then my fan page. I don't follow up that well, but my Instagram is Sadie cats, S A D I E K A T Z. My Twitter, please don't at me. Is that, that's what the kid, that's what the yeah. cool kids say. Yeah. Um, is Sadie underscore cats. And you can, you can at me all you goddamn want. Oh, oh and, we will. Don't worry. Yeah. You can be just, like, just you tell us life. not to, doesn't mean we won't. <laughs> <laughs> don't at me and um yeah i just you can like write me personal hate mail to sadiecats.me that i will promptly write back go fuck yourself perfect <laughs> all right that's not the best way to end an interview i don't know what i is. I, I i must say that this has been the most uh this has been the most memorable interviews we've had on our show in the past couple of seasons thank you yes. that's my goal yes. <laughs> konnichiwa you know what check out my girlfriend sheila platt yes she put up with me like interrupting our lunch but thank you for having me guys me, well, me well, guys thank you for having us <laughs> uh great i, I uh, hope you have me on again watch my movie let me know what you think we will. We will. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Uh, again, thanks to CityCast for joining us on the Edgy Podcast. Darren, I have some music for today. Yes. Today's music all the way from Russia. Again, if everybody who's been listening for, to us for three seasons uh, knows we play music from all over the world, all the independent artists we want. And uh, this time around, we have a band... Uh, called Apache Rose, and they're from Russia. And their new track called Attention is actually really good. Now, I'm I, rock music nowadays I don't have a lot of faith in, especially on the radio. But when you have indie artists that come out with uh, tracks like this, and it's their first single uh, from their new album, and... Apache Rose delivers again. It's got some attitude. You, you you'll you'll feel it's rock. 
it's actual rock, not of that nonsense. And uh, it's this is why independent music is the best thing going. And let's play it right now. Here is Apache Rose with attention on the A to G podcast. There you go. That was Apache Rose. Attention. Go find them on YouTube. They said Apache Rose. We'll link them in the bio. We'll tag them everywhere. Instagram. You guys can go follow them. Listen to that track on your own. Let them know you heard it on our show. There you go. There we go. There's our music. So let's get into the top five. Top five. Let's do it. Uh, and I, this one is dedicated to our uh, this week's interview, uh, Sadie Katz. Oh, uh, here we go. So this one, since she is a big fan of killer clowns and the horror genre, I come up, I found the top five, top five scariest clown uh, movies in horror <laughs> oh, history. Man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. So this is from the thrillist.com uh, and, and these are their top five top five is coming in at number five in the from 1990 it not the not the remake original. the original it All from right. 1990 very nice there you go it's a good uh, movie oh yeah and 
Tim Curry as uh, Pennywise. Oof. Yeah. Yes. Very yeah. nice. Uh, yeah. Coming in at number four from 2007, we all scream for ice cream. Yes, it is a horror clown movie called We All Scream for Ice Cream. Can't 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 say I've uh, seen that one. No. Well, if you need to watch it, you can, it's, uh, it's, you can rent it on Voodoo, whatever that is. Definitely not going to do that, but go ahead. Go definitely, on. definitely won't do that. Coming at number three, uh, going all the way back eight years ago to, two, to 2012, Stitches. 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 That sounds familiar, but I don't think I've seen it. Well, the... the um, well, it's what it says here. If you enjoyed the clown that comes back from the dead to wreak revenge premise from the last one, check out this impressive Irish import that we all scream for ice cream manages to come uh, combine hard, hardcore horror with some legitimately funny dark humor. So there you go. Okay, not bad. That stitches, and you can find that on Netflix if you're. Ooh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's why it sounds familiar. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Cool. Coming in at number two from 2014 is Clown, which uh, it sounds like a pretty ridiculous premise. A man puts on a cursed clown costume only to discover that he cannot take it off. And that's probably because it is fairly, it's a fairly weird idea. But hey, better something new and weird than yet another spin on the whole angry clown back from the dead concept sounds sounds like a goosebumps book Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, and you can find that one on on netflix as well oh shit netflix and coming in at number one this i just love i I believe uh uh sadie uh mentioned this uh, during her interview Killer Clowns from Outer Space. There we go. Comes in at number one back in 1998. And they said, if there's a Casablanca of killer clown movies, this is it. Often (laughs) dismissed as a bad movie because of its goofy title, this is actually a very good Uh, (laughs) B-movie. It's a homage parody throwback that succeeds on its clever screenplay, funny set pieces, weird, creepy murders, and some truly eye-popping set design, costumes, and special effects. It may be a little cheap in some regards, but there's more than but there's more than enough creativity and good humor to be found in this tale of interstellar clown monsters who invade a small town. And you can find that on Amazon Prime and Hulu. Uh, but yeah, cool. so there you go. Nice clownish okay. top five. I love there, you, there you go. So hopefully that that, that meets uh, Sadie's uh, t- uh, uh, requirements when it comes to <laughs> top five horror awesome. movies. Perfect. So this week, Darren, what happened? Anything in uh, our history on this day? Uh, currently, no, because I did not prep one for this week. So we'll just move along. We'll move along. <laughs> Yeah. And we'll transition smoothly too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we pulled the old Mediaplex transition. That's right. Where's our crack music? <laughs> no, nowhere. Nothing. Okay. Florida man. Florida, Florida man. man. No, I'm not saying that nonsense. <laughs> Fuck that show. Speaking of that. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So. Garbage person of the week comes back we this go. week uh, in full force. And no, it's not that fucking nonsense out of that little shithole that they call a studio in the Mediaplex. <laughs> I said it. I don't care. They don't there listen to this go. shit anyway. There All right. Go. So now I wanted to bring this segment back now that I feel better and I can have yes. a conversation. Yeah. I, I, I would like to bring a special person into the garbage person of the week by the name of Nathaniel or some fuck him, Nathaniel Smith, who is okay. an MP for the Liberal Member of Parliament for the Toronto Writing of Beaches, East York. Now, Jacob, why would you put a Member of Parliament in the Garbage Person of the Week? Well, because this person here well, decided to introduce a bill in Parliament to legalize heroin and crack cocaine and meth. So the bill he introduced 
a private member's bill would decriminalize the possession of heroin, crack cocaine, and meth. If the bill passed, the bill would decriminalize possession of for personal use, making it acceptable to use these drugs so long as they are not sold. Holy fucking shit. Really? Nathaniel, buddy, I know it's Toronto and you're probably high as you're working because as an MP in Toronto, you do fuck all anyway. So, really? What in your right mind thinks that a country that can't control a drinking problem, we have a giant marijuana legalization thing that obviously blew up and you want to decriminalize crack, meth, and cocaine? Are you fucking stupid? What is wrong with you? Hey, I would like some hard drugs decriminalized. What is this, Colombia? Mm-hmm. Come on. They're looking at the health benefits of people if you decriminalize that. How, how bad would that be for everyone and our healthcare system? Now you would have to openly treat overdoses and you can't do anything about it. You're just creating more problems on top of problems. And how would you even conceive this idea in your stupid fucking head? Must have been high. Must have been high. <laughs> I, I, how are you? Please tell me this doesn't elect you, re-elect you again in the next election. Because mm. that would be some crack-smoking Torontonians in your beaches district that would do this. Come well, on. Well, everyone, you know, maybe he's going, you know, in the opposite of everyone direction. Everyone's saying, oh, yeah, crack is bad and meth is bad. But maybe he's like, well, maybe let's say we legalize it and put the choice out to the people and let them decide what's bad and what's what's good. Sure. Let's <laughs> do that. Because, you know, people are smart. right? Here's some poison. You figure it out. It's legal. Go at it. Well, let's it, it, let's weed everybody out. <laughs> I, I, obviously, when we talk about this kind of stuff, um, obviously we—it's it, not exactly, um, you know, we're not talking about like cocaine and meth all the time. But like, w- w- would you be this upset about it if this was about like, uh, like cigarettes? If cigarettes were just as bad as like meth and cocaine, but that's obviously legal to buy. Right. Well, that's that's the thing. You're talking about hard drugs. Marijuana yeah. is not considered a hard drug. No. It's a recreational drug. We're talking yeah. about hard drugs. Yeah. Proven hard drugs. Now, don't forget, all of this stuff comes from illegal sources. Mm-hmm. The drug trade, which is, again, this fucking douchebag doesn't think about what happens in the drug trade, what other things are involved in it, and how many lives are hurt by it. Right. You know, other things come into play. Human trafficking. Like, how, how fucking stupid is this guy to not realize that? You legalize it, you basically give an open door for these things to continue and happen more. So, it, everything affects everything that way. So, mm-hmm. there you go. Any comments, questions on that, issues, mm-hmm. want to talk about it, adgpodcast at gmail.com, let us know. And everywhere else on our social media, chime in, let us know. But this guy's a dummy and um, should not be in an MP any longer just for being a fucking dumbass like that. But there you go. Garbage person of the week. Nathan something or other Smith out of Toronto. <laughs> Fuck him. There you go. See, it's good, to, it's good to see Jake back in action. Yay. I had fun with that one. Oh, that's good. But there you go. That's, 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 the, that's all I got for today. Oh, that's good. Well, I, I I know uh, I, I know Jake is a very political guy and doesn't want to get too nope. political. Not but, at all. But since we are recording on Super Tuesday in the states, yes. it's, uh, it's it's a big election day in the states. Yep. Uh, uh, currently, Joe Biden is uh, is he has the early advantage on Bernie right now. So for in California. Ones, or is uh, that closed well, yet? Well, well, no, they haven't closed yet. But uh, okay. I believe like five states have already projected, and yeah. he, he's won four, and Bernie has won three so far. So because yeah, California is the big one, that's what everybody's expecting. That's going like to be the big one to fight for. Four hundred so. something, five hundred delegates or something. So we'll see. Oh yeah. So 
it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yep. All right. There we go. Good stuff. Ready? Look at that. That was a good show, Darren. Well good done. Stuff. Well done. Good interview. Thank you for uh, Sadie Katz for, uh, you know, just being there for us and having a great interview with us uh, this week. And, being, uh, thank- being one of our most memorable interview right. guests. Right. <laughs> Patch Rose for the music. We appreciate the music. It's good stuff. And, uh, yeah, put us up on all of our social media. Guys, like and share on Twitter. Uh, you guys, The more you guys share, the better. Uh, hit up our Twitter, at uh, ADG Podcast. Uh, every time we put up a show, you guys should just, like, uh, retweet it as much as you can. Instagram, uh, share to your friends. Follow, uh, at ADG Podcast. Facebook, share, 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 share. The more you guys share, the more cool shows like this we're able to get. So please do that. And everywhere else, at ADG Podcast. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys... Uh, Listening to the show. Good stuff. Yeah. So at uh, ADG Podcast, I am Jacob. And I'm Darren. And we are ADG. Ooh.